inside this whip. He rained out his burner. Mama looking at me, crying. She asking when they can stop the murder. Till when did they first stop burning? Till there was no more hurdles. Pop green up, no kernels. This lean designer, no Virgil. No Tesla, I'm a mega pilot. They told my homie, so I gotta break a silence. Welcome back, man. It's another episode of All Hustle Nola podcast here with my boy Chris, man. Um, Kevin's going to be with us today. He'll be with us next week, though, for sure. Um, what have you been up to, man? A long time since we last spoke. NBA's still going on. I know it's wrapping up near the end, but still got to talk some basketball. What have you been up to? Yeah, we're in the dark days, honestly. this I don't know why, but the season feels like it's Dragon. 100 and something days long, bro. <laughs> Or game, it feels like a like an MLB thing, but that could be a reason why uh, we potentially see seventy two games eventually. Because I'm sure, like people aren't necessarily checking in, but we got work to do. So, you know? I agree, and I'll be honest. Like this is the time of the year where I again I I would be in favor of a seventy two game season. At the beginning of the year, you feel like you need as much basketball as you can. This time of year, you feel like you just want to get on to the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time for the playoffs, but well, with you. that being said, let's talk about the playoffs because playoffs are around the corner. Most teams are have about in and around twelve games remaining, and again, like the playoff picture is always fluid, right? Um, it's never static, so we could be talking about this today. We could be seeing a completely different thing um, in the next couple weeks, or not even the next couple weeks, the next couple of days, for that matter. Um, one example is that the Bucks, a couple games ago or a couple of days ago, they were all the way in second. Now they're in third, and they could potentially even slip to fourth the way that Boston's playing right now. Chicago was first for how long? Second for a while, and then now they're fifth, right? Um, so I want to get your sense, and let's, let's let's start with the Eastern Conference. I feel like that's where a lot of the uh, fluidity is happening, right? We have we have a clear, I would say, a clear top four, right? Miami, Philly, um, Bucks, and Boston, and then you have Chicago fifth, Cleveland sixth, Toronto seventh, eighth is. The Brooklyn Nets, Chicago, sorry, the Hornets have secretly won four games in a row, um, sneaking one game above 500, and then you have the Atlanta Hawks at par with 500. So those are the real contenders. And I, I want to get your sense of the playoff picture just generally, not necessarily the playing, but just overall. Um, like, are you interested in the Eastern Conference playoffs? Because to me, I feel like this is the more competitive conference right now, and I feel like this is where we're ultimately going to see the best matchups. What are your thoughts just generally on the playoffs in the East so far or how they're looking to shake up? Yeah, it's, it's for a very long time, for as long as I can remember the, the narrative on the East was the West was always better. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that we have firmly pushed to the other side for sure, because you look at the matchups and the thing is with the playoffs, like you always look for those matchups, those keys matchups that can become like the series of the playoffs before you even get to the finals. And I think that there's a, obviously there's a potential for that in a lot of different ways. And the most obvious one is the one that we all want Philly and Nets. Like if we can get that, that right there. And I, I'm sure the NBA wants it to Adam Silver can sell it. Um, so that's number one. Then you have just stars in general in the form of an Embiid. You have a Giannis. Boston is playing ridiculous basketball right now. And even their turnaround is something to talk about as well because it looked like the new coach, Idoku. Is that how you, is that how you pronounce it? Imi Idoku. Imi Idoku. All right. So, yeah, him. So 
he went from presumably being on the hot seat. I was hearing his names on his names on the hot seat to now the way how he turned it around, he should honestly be in conversations for coach of the year, in my opinion. His, the defense that they're playing is ridiculous. And maybe it's just a matter of, you know, the way how they play at the beginning of the year, Tatum wasn't making shots, and now Tatum is on smoke. So it could be something just as easy as that, but still he deserves credit for sticking to it, right? So for me, it, it, it's a, it's hands down. Like, even if you look at the, 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 the teams in the play-in, you have a team like Atlanta that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yes, I'm not saying that, you know, they're a team where I'm looking at if they do make it into the playoffs, they get past the first round. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying just as a first-round matchup, it's intriguing. Like, every single team, except for the Hornets, in my opinion, Melo's great, but every single team from 1 to 8 that eventually makes it in, could realistically say that we have some kind of a pathway to making it to the second round. And that's what makes great playoff matchups, right? It's not, yeah, it's the first round, but the first, whatever, two games in the first round don't mean anything. This year, every single matchup is going to have something to give us. And I don't believe that that's the case in the West. No, I wholeheartedly agree. And the reason why I say that I agree with you in saying that the East is a better conference now is because back in the days, you used to have the, the Charlotte and whomever who used to get, it was just always a guaranteed sweep, right? It's like, it wasn't even, it was to the point where it wasn't even worthy of turning on uh, your TV to watch it because you knew what was going to happen. And I feel like the, the scripts have flipped, right? The Western Conference is a little bit more top-heavy, um, but the East is deeper. And now you're going to see some real competitive matchups in the first round. So, like, even if, let's say, Atlanta sneaks in or, Sh- or Charlotte sneaks in for the better part and they go up against Miami, that's still a good matchup, right? They may not necessarily win that matchup, but that's still entertaining basketball. And honestly, I think that's what playoff basketball needs to do. And I think Adam Silver is going to make a good, uh, he's going to find a way to, to, to monetize this, right? Because again, not every matchup is good, but when you do have good matchups, you have to capitalize because people will be watching, especially with all the controversy with the trades. Um, You know what I mean? Obviously Trey Young has had his, his playoff runs in the past KD's bat, the Kyrie situation. One playoff run. One, one. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. He's had one. <laughs> he had playoff. one playoff run that's better than a lot of players' p- careers, to be honest. So it's it's still one. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but you have to give one. him the one. <laughs> he got to the conference finals. He got to the conference finals. Great, but it's one. He got to the conference finals as the guy, though, and you, we knew what he was doing along the way, and he beat some guys to get there. And again, let me not put too much emphasis on one run, but that's well, one run is better than a lot of guys entire career as i said before right we've seen chris paul go what 12 10 years without sniffing a conference final so like that's not that's not short change it either yeah, facts, facts but i just don't want to put too much stock <laughs> into especially how he came up uh, how he came up this year he's talking about how he's, he's bored he's yeah i didn't saying. agree with that and so that was, that was and, and if if you if if he's gonna say that he's bored and you know you're gonna uh, you're gonna say that at the same time that yeah he did do something great last year then you're you're giving credence to that foolishness and you can't do that fair enough like, fair so. enough so let's transition to the west now I didn't even want to talk about some of the bottom teams in the east because they're not even in the picture let's transition to the west and let's not talk about the team from Southern California I feel like we're beating the dead horse at that point please <laughs> please yeah. we should honestly there should be a petition <laughs> basketball fans everywhere should drop a petition we don't want to see them in the playoffs. I don't. We know they're bad. 
like come, that's that's the exact team that I'm talking about. Like they get in, and you know it's a five one at best, at best. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm not trying to talk about the team from Southern California. Shout out Charles Barkley. Um, but yeah, the West, the West again, it, it it still has its contenders, right? Like I feel like top four seeds in the West being Phoenix, Memphis, not even let's say top three of those four, because as much as good as Memphis is, I don't think they're conference finals um, worthy just yet. Um, I don't agree with you. Don't agree with no, I don't agree with you. And look, I'm not. Let me let me let me be clear when I say this. Yeah, they're the second seed. They're 48 and 23. But my problem is, is they're playing good. I'll give them that. But they don't have a lot of playoff experience. People on the roster, right? And for lack of a like, this is going to be a slight against Jaw, but it's not really a slight. But they're just young guys. Like they don't really have anything to say that they have to prove. So go out there and play. But you don't have the playoff XP points to say that I can bank on you getting to where I think you should get to. But they Ooh. do. They don't have the playoff. They don't have the. Okay, let me let me say this. It's not. It. They made it to the first. They made it to the playoffs last year. Like this is the young team, right? They made it to the playoffs in their second year, basically, right? Because we're talking about Josh. So Josh's been in the league what three years now. This is mm-hmm. his third year in the league. He makes it to the playoffs. The first the first year, his rookie year, he just missed out. He was in the position, and then they missed out once they went to the bubble. The second year, they made it. They took a game off of the Utah Jazz. That was a number one seed in the league. And then it was a gentleman's thing that after that. Fair. But every game that they played, it was competitive. Now they're coming in this season. They're the second team in the West, right? And yes, the West is still... I, I just said the West is not the East anymore, but the West still has competent teams out there. So they're the second team in the West, and when you look at how they win their games, Josh sat out, or not sat out, but obviously he was out with injury for a couple of for a couple of games, about ten, eleven games. They didn't miss a beat, right? Their entire roster understands what 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 the assignment is from top to bottom. Literally, Josh understands that he's a top he's a top dog. He's going to push the envelope. You have a guy in Jaren Jackson Jr. that's leading the league in total blocks blocks per game defensive wizard right the shooting has to come around but what he does on the defensive side he's literally an all-star on defense and he can i still believe and if kev was here he would say stop it but i I still believe that he has a lot to a lot more to prove to us on the offensive side of the ball so that's that and at the very minimum teams still guard him as if he was hitting the shots at 40 percent. and to me that's all that matters like if the teams are still respecting you out there then it's cool. You have Bain, who is one of the elite three-point shooters in the NBA. He also defends. And then you have Steven Adams that is doing all the dirty work. And then your bench has guys that, again, are doing their role to perfection. So for me, it's like the narrative that, oh, they're young is 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 a lazy narrative to me. Because what do we see? What do we see out there? This is not it's not like a typical young team. If Charlotte was the number two team in the in the East right now, I would be saying, yo, yeah, you know, they're playing out of their mind, but at the same time, like they're young. You know what I'm saying? Because you can you can see the immaturity there. I would have to ask somebody who says that Memphis is young, where do you see the immaturity? Where do you see that their age coming up to be a hindrance to them? And for me, it's like you couldn't point that. You couldn't point to that. The the only thing that you can say is, oh, but they don't have a lot of playoff experience. Even though this team has been a team on the rise for the last three, four years now. No, I agree right? with so you. So for me, it's just I like, agree with you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I think we're I, two, arguing two separate things. Though. 
Because there's one end to say that they're inexperienced, and there's another thing to say they're young. I don't care about the age, because the young bucks, if they're good enough, get there. But my problem is they're good enough. Exactly. We saw LeBron make it to the finals. Yeah, but that's LeBron James. You see right? what I'm saying? Yes, I understand that. But I, what I'm saying is like age to me only factors in when I can look at a situation and I can say this team is immature in this sense, or this team their age is going to be a hindrance to them in this sense. I I will challenge somebody to tell me how. How is the age on Memphis going to come up but in, is in a But age and inexperience like, the same it. thing. I don't think it is. Because you can have young guys that have played in playoffs. Things. Like, yeah, John made the playoffs for the first time last year, right? Cool. Right? But again, I can't then just assume that because you made the playoffs last year, right, squeaked in, and then now your team is playing really well, that you're all of a sudden you're going to be a finals contender. But he didn't squeak in, though. Nah, he didn't squeak in, bro. Who did he beat to get in? It was in the play-in, no? Stephen Curry. Stephen he still Curry. squeaked in, man. You're in the <laughs> play-in, man. Like, that's, that's not nah, excuse bro, but, like you, but, you, but, you, but you had to... Yo, fam, first of all, he wouldn't... He, he would have been in the playoffs. I don't care about would have been, the fam. the playoff structure wasn't like that. <laughs> He was in the what was he the ninth? Yeah, he was the ninth. But he beat he had to beat Stephen Curry. I, like he didn't I understand just beat that, nobody. If you had to, to beat LeBron James and you're in the ninth, that doesn't excuse the fact that you squeaked into the playoffs, regardless of who you had to beat. That's a fact. Regardless. Alright, so then he comes into this year and he's a second team in the he's the second team out west. Yeah. Like I'm not denying anything. I'm just not forty eight and forty eight and twenty three. I'm, I'm not saying finals contender. You said conference finals. Well, if you're going to the conference finals, I have to. Okay, maybe that's a stretch. I don't think you can make it to the. I don't think it's likely for them to make it to the uh, conference finals. If they make it, then they completely blew my expectations out the water. But I can't pencil them in because there's teams like Utah that we barely even pencil in for that, and they've been top four team for how long? Yeah, but 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 they've been fam. The re, you know the okay, reason. but okay. Whether it's fatigue or whether we've seen <laughs> like, it over time and time again, there's no reason why Utah has been doing the same thing Memphis has been doing for three four years with a bona fide All Star and a DPOI candidate, and we don't pencil them in as conference finalists. Okay, first of all, Rudy Gobert is a bona fide All Star. He makes it back to back to back to back. Puts some DPOI candidate as we're saying. Well, well, go ahead. Like what, what? I don't understand how man's he's the best. Well, he's not. Man. Man's are, like, I will die on that hill, my guy. Well, you're gonna die on that hill, then. I will die on that hill, but but nah, bro. Because I, and nobody's saying that Utah can't make it. It's it's the same sense. Like you would say that Dallas can make it. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, I know. I I I wouldn't say that Dallas can't make it. And to me, it's like Dallas has shown me less than Memphis. Has yeah, how shown me. Dallas has been in the playoffs? Yes, they've been in playoffs in the last yeah. two years. They've gotten two first round exits. And what has Memphis gotten? Memphis has missed the playoffs the first year. They're gonna make they made the playoffs the second year, they're gonna make it the third year. They have a first round exit. Yes, but this is what I'm saying. Like, what does the individual team show me? What does the this that is what I'm saying? Like, How are you gonna look past, at it and say one team no, has no, less no, 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 experience? No. What? One more. No, 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 no. This, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You can't tell me one. one okay, first of all, the first time they went, they got they, they got bounced out in, on a gentleman's thing like two years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. right? So you can't even necessarily call that experience. Number two, this is what I'm saying. When you have two teams with similar experience, because one year and two years is similar experience, correct? You could say that, but that that's not a, okay. Yeah. So one, so one team, so one team exited in the first round one more time than another team. Is it enough experience for me to then turn around and say, oh, they have more playoff experience in Memphis, so they should be doing better? No, that's a lazy take. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That is laziness. 
You can't just be like, oh, they're, they they made the plus one more time, so they automatically have to do no, better. No, I'm not saying they have like, to do better. Can, I'm just saying if point, one more team made it one oh, more no, time, how then you're going to turn around and say that Memphis is all of a sudden clear-cut more of a finals or... Because you know. because at what time do we look at what we the, the, the play in front of us? At what point do we do that? And Dallas has been playing very good basketball lately. Their defense... I don't even know how they got to this point, but they're clear top ten in defense, which is fantastic. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to talk down on Dallas. As I said, I can see them in the conference finals. But what I'm saying is, if I was to pick Memphis or Dallas, which team can I is is more likely to me to get there? It's definitely Memphis, a hundred percent for me, because I I saw I it's been all year with Memphis. And they do it in a lot of different ways. I'm not, I'm not arguing. A lot of different I'm not ways. saying that Memphis isn't... Obviously, they have the better record, so the chances of them making it to the finals conference are better. But I'm saying, of the two, I don't think their chances are high to begin with. Right? You were using Dallas as a comparison to say, oh, but what about Dallas? But I, I, I would say the same thing. I don't think they're likely to make it to the finals conference anyway. And maybe that's just my bias, but again. So to so to you, so who, to you, who's likely beyond besides Phoenix? It's obviously Phoenix, the G State the league. So beyond Phoenix, G State is a G State with the injuries that we're seeing with Steph. Dre just came back. Clay Thompson. We still don't know how that's going to work out into the playoffs. Since you're saying the playoffs are a different mm-hmm. thing, we haven't seen Clay Thompson in the playoffs in three years. But I, I think that they still have enough structure and continuity to say, okay, when times get tough, even if say Steph comes back just before the first round because he is anticipated to make the return just before the playoffs start. Going up, depending on who they play, obviously, I think that they still have a better chance, even with those guys coming back at whatever health they come back at to make the conference finals because they've been there before. I'm going to bank on the playoff experience. And if I'm wrong for that, then I'll own up and say I'm wrong for that. But I'm just going to – I'm going to side with the people that have been there before and done it. But I would say G-State, Phoenix. I want to say Utah, but I feel like they're pretenders. But they're still in the conversation. <sighs> and realistically, that's it because I don't think Minnesota's doing it, obviously. You're the first time in the playoffs in how long. Clippers are empty-handed. Denver has one man. Luka, we – Yes, but as good as Luca is, and this is going back to my point, as good as he is, he has to prove it to me before I give you the nod, right? And then we have Memphis. So what is that? Three and a half, depending if you want to count Utah, three and a half teams, which is fair. Because how many finals contenders, sorry, conference finals contenders can you realistically have? It can't be five teams in a conference. Well, anybody, I think any good team can make the conference finals. But good teams make playoffs, no? No, no, I'm saying that we know we know the separation. Like the the, the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. Nobody here is going to say the Clippers are going to. So, how many good teams are in the West right now that are playoff bound? So, I, I when I say good teams, I mean like you know I'm saying like quality sides. Like I think there's six quality sides. I can see Denver depending on even with or without. Like obviously, if they get Jamal Murray back and if they get um, Maga Porter back, then obviously they're a different case, and we can say that you know. Maybe they can do something, but for me, it's like Jokic right now, either one or two in the MVP. So you can't discredit the team that has the MVP. So like I say, six teams. But at the end of the day, and this is, I'm I'm remaining consistent on this point. Like this three three months ago, when you know Memphis was without Jaw and they were winning games or whatever the case is, Pat was like, oh, you know what team would you say is whatever? And I said, 
he said Memphis or Utah. And I said, Memphis, like I, I stuck with Memphis and I'm going to continue to stick with Memphis because I truly believe that there's one team out West that can really pose a threat to Memphis. And that's the Phoenix Suns. And I think that's the same for every team in the NBA. So for me, it's like, I think Memphis truly is the second best team out West. They truly are. Like, I don't fear them in a matchup with Golden State, which is going to end up being the second round matchup if both teams end up getting through, I believe. And then after that, it's just Phoenix. And then we'll see what happens. But for my money, it's going, my money would be going down today on Memphis getting to the conference finals. And hey, if you're willing That's to stand on that hill, then so be it. I, I'm not even, I'm not, I don't want to limit or put a cap on Memphis's potential because they are good. I just don't, I'm not ready to stamp them until I can see that. First of all, can we win our playoff round before I just stamp you as conference finals? That's all I'm saying. Same thing with Dallas. Win around and then maybe you could talk. <laughs> Me personally. Um, side note though, I just want to toss this in here. Um, Dream Brothers shooting 19% from three. We, didn't, we don't have to talk about it, but I just wanted to make note of that. Um, He's been doing 19% that. though? He's yo. I think his the twenty twenty year that they meant to the finals. He was doing that, and then he just started hitting shots in the playoffs. Well, so like maybe. two years ago, the past two years, he shot twenty five percent. But this is nineteen percent. This is insane. And he's gonna be an All NBA player, fam. I remember. I remember in twenty twenty, there was a time when I looked at it and I saw nineteen percent as well. That's insane. That's an All NBA <laughs> player shooting nineteen percent from a wing position. I'll never believe. Uh, but hey, he. What is he at the field? Like 47, 48? Uh, 47. Yeah. Fair twos. Right. Yeah. And they have, it's not like they don't have three point shooters on their roster. Obviously, you want to at least get to like a 33% or a low 30s at the, at the bare minimum, but we'll see. It's not like he's not still driving efficient offense. 48 games played this season, but we'll see. Um, let's move forward, though. We got a little bit of time. We want to talk about it. Let's talk about this rookie class, man. So, Honestly, like, every year, let me just start it off. And then this even coincides with the fact that March Madness is going on right now, right? But I feel like every year, they come in and say, oh, this is a draft. Oh, this guy's going to be the guy, right? They, they, they put these narratives out, and I think they do it. I think part of it is that they need to hype the draft for people to be excited about it, right? And then I think the other half is just, like, they genuinely believe in some of these guys' skill set because every every year it seems like they're raving about a guy's skill set that he's going to bring and he's going to be something we've never seen before, yada, yada, yada. But this rookie class looks like it's shaping up to be one of the better ones that we've seen in a while. So um, obviously we have the reigning or the – I don't even know how to put it. We have Evan Mowley, who's the top of the rookie of the year ladder right now, playing out of his mind, um, looking like he's a future big. You have Scotty Barnes, who's looked like he, he's getting the keys to the offense, handling the ball, doing whatever he needs to do on offense, and now getting praise from guys like LeBron saying that he always knew he was special, which I don't like because give man's their flowers when it's time. Don't give it after the fact. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, it looks like there's a lot of guys around the league just playing out of their mind. The draft class is looking ridiculous. It, it's It's looking ridiculous. So, like, what are your thoughts on this class? Do you think that this could shape up to be one of the ba- best classes we've seen since what? When was the last like great class? 09? Probably 09. Um, the DeMar DeRozan draft class. Who was in Steph Curry's draft class? That was class? DeMar, like was James Harden, Blake Griffin. That was the DeMar DeRozan one, right? Yeah. 
yeah, 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 yeah. That that draft class was thirty. Um, this draft class will also be certified, and to me, it's it's like maybe I wasn't really like following basketball that much. I, I was younger. I was like what in two thousand nine. I was probably like what like. <sighs> <laughs> 10 or some shit like that i don't even know but it was it's it's probably it's probable that i wasn't even like really in in it in it like that but this draft class and it really started for me i started feeling like this when Cade started started playing or turning turning it around and I, I looked back on it and i said this draft class is actually ridiculous because you can have i can clearly see five all-stars from this draft class off the top five? of my head off the top of off the top of my head, fam. I can see five five potential all stars. You have you have Scotty Barnes that I believe will make all star mm-hmm. teams. Evan Mobley will make all star teams. Cade Cunningham will make all star teams. Jalen Green will make all star teams. Fam, nah, you see what I'm saying? Let me let me pull up Jalen Green's past numbers right now because since he came back from his thigh injury, yeah, he he was playing extremely poor in the beginning, right? But since he came back from his thigh injury, he's been amazing. In the last month, he's shooting forty nine percent from the field. But law of averages, law of 49. averages, forty nine. Right, the law of averages always. Fam, in the last month, the forty nine, twenty points, three rebounds, four assists, a steal a so night. I'm saying, Chris, two point five threes. You can find a one month strength for a lot of guys, but, but it's a lot of averages. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, but it, but it's been. It's been longer than a month. Is what is is what I'm telling you because it's been since December, the end of December, when he came back from his thigh injury. Ever since then, you pull up his box score, and he's been playing great, 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 great basketball. Great. So basketball. let me say this, and I'll let you continue. So I'm saying, I'll let you continue. Let me say this. The only reason why I'm a little hesitant on Jalen Green is because we've seen guys like Devin Booker who have played better than Jalen Green has played. Right struggled to make all star teams up until when his team actually had to start winning games, or he's getting through the back door, as you like to say. So it's not that I don't think that Jalen Green could be a high-level impact player, but it's going to be hard for him, especially in the West, to make all-star teams, in my opinion. But go ahead. Yeah, but thing, those things are always fluid. Like, for example, and, and this is a different sport, but, like, look at what the AFC has become as opposed to the NFC when football has always been more balanced, but now all the talent is, all, is over in the AFC. So, like, for, for me, it's like, Things have th- we can't look at it as being like oh he's in the West, you know. Be- so that means anything. Like things are fluid regardless. But I'm just talking about even if you want to say like these are all star talents. Like I'm what I'm this is what I'm saying. If you if you're project if you're watching Jalen Green and you're projecting him out, you can see him averaging twenty eight. Twenty eight? No, I can't. Easy. No, Easy. I cannot. I can see him averaging that. He's averaging twenty one right now. Yeah, that's great. But twenty eight, right? Fam, right now, bro. When Harden was averaging sixteen, were you going to be? Is someone would someone be able to say he would one day average thirty four points no. a game in a season? That's even more outrageous. But again, That's twenty almost moment. twenty points on that top. type of leap is not. We don't see no, that every not. player. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. We saw the same thing with Tracy McGrady. We saw the same yeah, thing with Tracy McGrady. Yeah, we two players out of how many other players? Fam, those I'm, are the. I'm, ta- I, 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 I'm telling you, but I, I can get more. But I'm saying, those, those are two are the players minor- off the top of my head. Player you name, you could I probably get name more. ten guys that didn't take them. What about the guys like MC, Fam, MCW I'm, that were I, winning great. rookie of the year, balling out? No, no, no. MCW never showed you nothing like Jalen Green. Well, rookie of the year. I don't business. <laughs> okay, All right. I'm talking about. <laughs> did he show you that he can score? I'm not talking about rookie of the year. We're talking about all star talent. 
I'm talking. I'm talking about uh, right now. I'm f- I'm fixated on me saying that I can see Jalen Green score twenty points in a year. That's what I'm talking about. I can I can name you bare players. Zach Levine did it. What are we talking about? Zach Levine was shit for the entire time when he was over at the Timberwolves. Did he have Did he have the game to say one day if it all clicks, it can get to twenty eight? Of course he did. Of course. What are you talking about? Zach Levine and Jalen Green, that's that's honestly the same type of player. Yeah, but even Zach Levine struggled to make his so, all-star so of team. Of course. It's not like he... And again, don't get me wrong. He's I'm a, not saying that he's Jalen a, he's a, he's a, What is he, a two or three-time two all-star, all-star now? All-star, but it, it took him a while to get there. And he had to yes, put up outrageous it, numbers. And again, and again I, what did I say? What did I say? He can't... I didn't say he's going to make an all-star team in the next two, three years. I said, these are players that I can see making all-star teams. That's well, all I said. Like this. I think there's two different conversations. I think we're talking about guys that can make an all-star team. They're talking about perennial all-stars. I don't see Jalen Green as a perennial all-star. Can he make a one or two? Sure. But is he going to be a perennial all-star? In my opinion, no. Okay, so... I'm going to tell you that Jalen Green is going to have multiple All-Stars on his resume okay. by the time he's finished. That's just my opinion. So you can you can say that he could. We're talking about the same thing. It's semantics at that point, but I'm going to say I think that he'll sneak in a he's one a player where I, I'm not writing him down as a perennial right, so All-Star. If, if he sneaks in two times, he's perennial. He's perennial no, however you want to pronounce that word. He's, he yeah. is. Once you're a multiple-time All-Star, are you not no, a perennial All-Star? means that you're, you're there every year. Like, your, your name is on the ballot, written down every year. That's not perennial. Right, that's well, Jalen Green, I, I can see, see Jalen Green making multiple All-Star All right, teams. So that's very different. That. And my last guy that I can say that about is Josh Giddy. I can see him also making multiple All-Star teams as well. So those are just the guys off the top of my head where I'm saying the talent from that standpoint, is crazy. Then you look at the guys underneath that, where I wouldn't say that they can make all-star teams, but I can say that they're going to be great, great players and make a lot of money in the league. Franz Wagner, yeah. Herb Jones, like Alfred uh, uh, Sengun. These are players to me where you're, you're, I don't, I'm not going to say that they're going to make all-star teams, but I will say that they're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> they're definitely going to make a lot of money, especially a guy like Herb Jones. Like A guy like Herb Jones is everything that winning teams need on their roster and we continue to see those guys being paid a boatload of coin bro miles bridges just did it so mikhail bridges sorry even though miles Bridges is about to get his money just now anyways but mikhail bridges just did it so for me it's like from top to bottom you can go to like 10 rookies bro that you can actually look back and say these guys are staples in the league and to me it's like if you can get that much players that are plus contributors on your team it's a great draft class because if you look at the draft class like 03 obviously we revere that draft class because we got lebron james best player in history and then you have Dwayne wade one of the best shooting guards of all time and then you have chris bosh that has won multiple um championships carmela anthony even though to me carmela anthony is extremely overrated because i see him in the same vein as a paul george and people don't want to look at that even though when you look at the accomplishments <laughs> i agree with that he's in that, he's in that vein <laughs> very similar <laughs> but <laughs> like was it one similar. conference finals but fam listen when you look at the accomplishments, one man has more uh, all NBAs, you know, and it's not coming. No, no, Paul Drew. Paul Drew's a Hall of Famer, low key. Like, <laughs> you don't want to admit it. He's, he might be first ballot. But hey, but when I said he's one of the greats, when I said he's one of the greats, oh, but, we, but we'll give that title to Carmelo Anthony because he he wore he had braids for a very long time and he dated Lala. <laughs> Anyways, so 
when you look at that that draft class, you have those four players, which is extremely top heavy, but it kind of fizzles out after that when you get into the Chris Kamens and the Kirk Heinrich and the Ben Gordons. So then you move forward and you see 09. And 09, I would argue that in terms of collective talent, it looks better than 03. But I think that this draft class is going to be more in the vein of an 09 because I do feel like you're going to have your James Hardens. You're going to have, you know what I'm saying, a Steph Curry. Not in, like, what they do on the court, just in, like, the value of who they are as a player. Because mm. a guy like Evan Mobley, listen to me, bro. He's going to run the league. <laughs> he's different. Day. Like, he's absolutely going he's to run the league. Sure. He's completely different. He's a different type of player. You look at a guy like... I'm not even going to say Scotty Barnes, but a guy like Cade Cunningham, I can see him transitioning over to one day being that multi-tool star that all man's covet when it's time to get him on his eight years down the line. It's a shame that we have to wait that long. But eight years down the line, he's that multi-talented star that people are going to covet. And then you guys, you have the lower level stars like a Scotty Barnes, like a Jalen Green. Josh Kitty is... Yes, it doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look like he's going to be it. But from what I've seen, he needs to spend some. He needs to get some flair, some sauce on his game. But the numbers are the numbers. Like when you look at what he's done, records that he's already broken. There's not much to say for me. And to me, it's just about whether or not OKC is going to allow him to play. Because honestly, it looks like they shut him down. Like I, I don't know where that injury came from. All of a sudden, he's out. You know what I'm saying? So, free the guys in OKC, man. Honestly, I just hope that OKC gets a top pick so they can stop this foolishness. Because it looks like Shy showed them not a second year, and he's been averaging 30 points ever since. Fair enough. So, it's like... I I will say this, though, right? And I feel like I I don't want to be a hater, right? Because I think this draft class is good, but I think there's a couple of factors to consider. I think this draft class... I think this draft class looks great in comparison... To last year, because last year was was abysmal. For being one hundred percent honest, and I feel like now that we just have guys that are doing what rookies normally should do, and obviously you have your exceptions with the guys that we've named already, um, it just looks a lot better because last year's draft class was so garbage. Now, with that being said, who was in last year's draft class? Um, that was Lamelo, Anthony Edwards. Oh, that was at man. That was bad. You have Tyrese Halliburton, Lamelo. You don't have the top end guys. Isaac. Like, I think, yeah. You oh, yeah, Kill Killing Hayes is the top five worst, the top five worst players in the league. Obi yeah, Toppin, well, Danny Abdia, Jalen Smith, Devin Vassell, Kira Lewis, Aaron Neesman, Precious. Yeah, but we knew that draft class was poor, though. Josh <laughs> Green. I haven't seen Josh Green play basketball this year. Right? I haven't. On, on, I don't know. He's on Dallas, See? right? <laughs> See? You know what I mean? Like it's it's bad. Not like, it's bad. Obviously, you have your Desmond beings, but not nowhere near the same top end talent. Well, maybe the same top end talent, but not as much top end talent in the draft. But no, not not the same top end talent. I would say Lamelo and Anthony Edwards. Are I don't the same. see. I don't. I don't think Anthony Edwards and Lamelo are going to reach to what Mobley is going to eventually reach to. Like I honestly think Mobley is a clear. Like he's he will be a Hall of Famer. Is what I believe. Wow. In Mobley. Honestly. You going out wax and saying that? Like I. Yeah, I. This is what I see. Like, for him to be doing what he's doing already, nah, the sky's the limit for that guy. Like, especially coming into year two, it's going to be some serious, some very serious madness. Like, he's going to average like twenty four, twelve, three assists, 
1.8 blocks in a steal. Like, that's Mobley next year. And who's going to tell me no? No, it's possible. It's possible. Either on. But I will say <laughs> that's this. That's what he's going to do. Like, again, I feel like the job class is really good. But that's because you have role players actually being able to play roles as rookies. And then now, see every top end talent. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I just I firmly believe that in comparison to last year, it's going to be a little bit. Um, how should I put it? It's going to look a lot. It's always going to look a lot better just because those two draft classes are going to be compared to the foreseeable future. But they have a lot of talent. Like, I like guys like Cade. Right, I like guys like Jalen Green and all those guys, but again, I, I tread lightly on some of these players because when your team's not winning, um, it's hard for me to say that you're putting up good numbers, right? And obviously, that's that's standard when we're talking about rookies, right? But guys like Evan Mobley are contributing to winning basketball. Scotty Bonds, of course, uh, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Let me get the name right. Um, so yeah, sometimes I want to step away from the popcorn numbers and say, okay, are you actually contributing to winning basketball? Are you going to be able to be a winning player? And not only that, can you be the driving the driver of a winning basketball team? I think that's a conversation a lot of people need to have because prior to last season, guys were saying the same thing about Trey Young. Yeah, average your thirty and ten, but can can you drive a team to the playoffs? Can you contribute to winning basketball? Right. Um, yeah, to be fair, these players are getting drafted to the bottom of the bottoms. Of but that's why that's, that's 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 what it is. You know when your top picks, that's what is generally yeah. supposed to be. You're supposed to be the one to be the yeah, changing know, force. Some, You're the catalyst. Some of these teams, though, some like, teams are bad. I think it's gonna it's gonna take God Himself to fix the Kings. But the Kings are the Kings. <laughs> but I feel like a team like Detroit can turn it around in the next three years. If Cleveland, if Cleveland can turn it around in what five years, no reason Detroit can't turn it around in the next three or four. Yeah, I can see Detroit yeah. turning around, but yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Shout out to Darius Scarlett, yeah, though. You gotta get Darius Scarlett and Evan Mobley. I, I was watching. Um, sorry, yeah. reading an article already, and they said he is leading the league in assists, um, uh, total assists since the All Star game, and it's crazy because he's, he's been my player of the week a very very long yeah. time for, for beer beer times this year. But we're running short he's for time. Smoke, we have one so. more segment. Do you want to just get straight into player of the week? On um, what's the second? Uh, we talk about Parker's comments on the Gilbert Arenas podcast. Yeah, we can do it quick. Paul Pierce has to shut up. <laughs> that's just, just, that's just the much, easy man. answer. Like Paul, Paul Pierce. This is this is the thing with these old people. Like this is when you try to hold on or you try to inflate, you know, your career by putting down someone else. And it's trendy to do that with James Harden right now, especially coming off the back of the coming off the back of what happened with the Nets. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even trying to look like a James Harden apologist because I truly don't believe I am, and I don't want to b- become one now. He does have a lot of blunders. He does have a lot of things that he has to shake off. And to tell you the truth, if I if the playoffs come and I see that, I'll be the first one to say, yo, get out of my city. No cap. Like, I'll be the very first one. I'm going to say, don't give him no money. Did he already extend? No, he didn't even extend yet. We're not talking extensions if he goes up in flames. But when you look at a guy like Paul Pierce, I understand that he's a great. Like he 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 has done a very a lot of things in the league, right? But when you when you start saying that if I play with the type of players that that, that James Harden had played with, I would have five championships. Who this is when James uh, Draymond Green told him, "Who do you think you are? You are not Kobe Bryant. <laughs> like you're not Kobe, fam. They don't love you like that." You're not you're not like that. This this is this is where that comment came from. This is the exact reason because you're acting as if you're a top ten great. Like you're one of them. You're not one of them, fam. 
You're just not one of them. Like, I don't care. You, 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 you went, yes, you stayed with the Celtics for a very long time, right? And you were one, you were the, one of the best players on the Celtics that they had for a very long time, but it's not as if you were out here raising the ceiling for that Celtics team consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Dog. Yeah. Dog. It wasn't a lot of happening. Years. A whole lot before of dog the, years, Before the KG bro. Ray Allen, they were in the doghouse. Before that they were in the trade. Doghouse for years. Before the trade, they were they were they won like what twenty eight games. Mm, they're bad. Do you ever? Would you ever see a, a LeBron James team winning twenty eight games? Well, well, well this well. year, but even <laughs> this year they're gonna win more than that. Like a Kobe Bryant team, for as bad as James Harden was for in in in, in Houston, whatever the case, he's he. It's never like he he never had a top three team out in Houston. Like for me, it's like some of these some of these man's like Paul Pierce, bro, like. This is when you you get me to try and like you have me looking at you away, and then it's gonna sound like I'm I'm dissing you when I really don't want to diss you, but you're making me do it. Like you're making me do it. You're not one of them. You're talking about if I had this and if I had that and if I had that, bro. You can't say that. You actually can't say that because at the end of the day, it's not as if you were enough of a floor raiser for me to just put championships at your feet. You see what I'm saying? Wait, you see? Like a, a guy like KG, I can I can I can say that. Like a guy like KG, I can be like, I like I saw KG and I and I, I I see the talent that he had and the moment he went over and got some competent players. Cool. Nah, I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that. But even but 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 that's what I'm saying. Like even KG would be a stretch, but that, that's as far as I would go. And I feel like we would all say like KG is a, was a better player than Paul Pierce. And even KG, you still would have to like double check and be, eh, I don't really know, but whatever the case is. Paul Pierce, nah, fam. I can't do that with Paul Pierce. I can't just give you championships off of a strength off of off of a next man. Especially since you only have one <laughs> like, chip off of the back of a next man. <laughs> Especially when you only have, and it's as a, and again, it's not like you were raising the Celtics to heights that they shouldn't have been, because it's you. You know that's not well, what I'll happened. I'll say this: I don't like his comments for a couple reasons. Number one, he's not giving credit to the guys that he had around him because he did play with constant pairs for a large part of his career. Granted, he had those dog years, and as you said again, he wasn't really that floor raising guy, right? You were just kind of the guy that made the all series, kind of Joe Johnson here is what I would compare it to in like our modern day. You're going to make yeah, the All-Star team. Brad, but, a little Brad yeah, Beelish. Like you're, you're making the All-Star team, but like, you know what I mean? you're not really like checking for you like that. When All-NBA comes around, you might squeak in on a third team, you know? Perennial third team. But most most importantly, it's like, I don't like when the guys, especially the older guys, go back and try to compare what they had to what they have now because Just not let even it be. that, but the, 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 if, we're, if we're speaking about talent, it's all relative, right? You had decent talent relative to the talent in the league. So, like, what did you want? This is a man, this is a man in Paul Pierce that truly believes that him and LeBron James are on the same stature. He truly thinks that. And that's why it's like, for me, it's like, just shut up, man. Like, no, you wouldn't have. No, <laughs> you would not have. Come close, okay? Like, the, 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 the players, the players that you're talking about, the, the, the Dwight Howards, he probably has a better statistical resume than you. The the he and he like the player who else did he talk about? Chris Paul is a better player than you. Who else is it? Um Russell Westbrook? Russell is going through some dark times right now, but he's an MVP. He has all the L MBAs and all of that. He's probably a better player than you. Like these are just better <laughs> players than you, Paul yeah. Pierce. You know what I'm saying? Actually, <laughs> like, like definitively so better than you. Like you're you're talking as if like you had a little bit of help. As if they're your number twos. Like, it's just ridiculous to me, man.
It's wild. I just don't like when people talk like that because at the end of the day, like you had adequate talent relative to the talent in the league, and now you shoulda, woulda, coulda, but you you had the talent in the time and you didn't. So let's let's just be let your time be what it was and appreciate what's going on now. But don't try and say if you had this, this, and that, you would do this because you 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 wouldn't. Let's just be honest. You you just you, just, you wouldn't. There's a handful of guys that we know actually are able to get it done. So let's not discredit them or di- or disrespect them by even throwing your name in that type of conversation. Relax, Walters. You're not that guy. But um, let's move forward to player of the week. Who do you got? Uh, I got Scotty Burns, and we were just talking about the we we're just talking about the rookies. But honestly, I was I was gonna come in here and make it like a rookie edition, but we we spoke about all the rookies, so I'm gonna just pick the one that I felt like has been playing the best uh, rookie ball. I, I I was feeling like I should have went Evan Mobley. Um, but honestly, I look at Scotty Barnes' numbers over the last two weeks, 54%, call it 55 if you want to round up, 20, 21 points, <clears throat> nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, and round up to a block a game with only one turnover a night. Like, for me, I it's well documented at this point that I said that Scotty was a selection to make. And you wouldn't be able to find one person that says that we made a mistake at this point in time. No, I mess your side with what he's. You said it first. I was like, yeah, with, with yeah, with with what he's doing, it's even me. Like even I didn't see it coming so soon. Like these are the type of numbers where I'm saying this is prime Scotty when you know everything's clicking and all of that type of stuff. But for him to be doing this even over the entirety of the year, he's at sixteen and eight. Like. This is this is stuff where I I wouldn't have anticipated happening so soon. He's having big lines, 31 18, you know what I'm saying? 31 and 18 lines, like 25 8 and 10 lines. Like these are lines that I just didn't think would come so soon to him. So it, it, it's it's having me feeling like truly the 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 sky's the limit or the ceiling is the limit. Whatever Michael Jordan said that one time, but uh, yeah, trust me. He's he's one of them for sure, and I can see I, for, as a Raptor fan, like I just want us to turn it all over to him, give him everything. You know what I'm saying? Give him the ball next year. Understandable. I agree. Scotty's been doing his thing, and it looks like the stars are bright. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit to a guy that we probably never even talked about on the pod at all. I'm gonna go with Josh Hart, right? For whatever reason, looks like since he touched down, well, he he came off a of 44 and then a 31. Crazy. It seems like for whatever reason. <laughs> Um, since he got to Portland, he started playing over 30 minutes. He's been balling. Last week, he averaged 40, uh, 48% from the field, 43% from deep on seven attempts a game, 24 a game, six rebounds, five assists, 0.3 steals. Again, this is not something that I'm going to say, oh, Josh Hart is a guy now. I'm not writing down or penciling in as someone that you need to go make sure that, you know, you keep an eye out for. But shed some light on the guys that are doing work. It's the end of the season, so you're going to see a lot of numbers like this from guys that you would, normally wouldn't. But Again, what you're doing in the span of a week versus what you could do in one game is a completely different conversation. So I have to give light to shed light to my boy Josh Hart because he's out there doing what he needs to do. It's not really doing anything for them because I think they're too far out of the playing race. If I'm not mistaken, they're trying to lose, bro. They're trying not to get into no playing conversation. Yeah. They're trying their best. Um, but it's good because again, going out there and do what you need to do and show that you could actually prove and play basketball is great. But one thing I will say is. And it harkens back to what Charles Barkley had said on a, on a TNT broadcast. Um, 
they're playing bad basketball in Portland. Um, because when you watch Portland basketball, you see a lot, a lot of guys doing things that you wouldn't normally do if, if this was a cohesive basketball unit. So this may just be a, a, an opportunity for Josh Hart to kind of hijack the offense while Anthony Simons is out and just kind of do what he wants. But I'm all here for it. If it means popcorn numbers and you're padding your stats for the time being, right? But um, it's definitely bad basketball. But numbers look good. So shout out Josh Hart, though. Yeah, man. I dropped him in the fantasy league, in my other fantasy league, and then he dropped 44 next game, and he got scooped up from there. So it's pain, but it is what it is. It's all <laughs> but um, hitting about the 50-minute mark, anything you want to say if you're wrapping down here? Nah, yo. That was solid little pod. Be back next week. Probably talk about MVP awards and things like that. I'm hoping that my guy, Embiid, can... You know, drop sixty points so his name goes in front of the uh, Jokic. Because right now, I can't even lie. Like Jokic is probably gonna go back to back, but hopefully, Embiid can do something in these last days to just jump ahead. We'll see. Twelve games remaining on average for NBA team, so we'll see what's happening. But again, dog days in NBA. As he said again, we'll be back next week giving out some awards. Um, Make sure we're all prepped for that. Monday's 8 a.m., never hoard a good thing. Always available on all streaming platforms. Like, comment, subscribe. Um, a lot of work goes into these pods. We have a lot of things coming up in the future, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Double-click on those things. But other than that, um, yeah, we'll wrap up and take care. Kev will be back with us next week. And as I said again, we'll kind of do the end year end review, and maybe we'll figure out some other stuff we need to talk about. But until then, talk to you guys. Take care.